Today, my guest is Chavi Sodani, who is a singer, songwriter, music producer, and poet from Mumbai, India. She has released two singles this year with artist originals. One of them is Banare, which has crossed over 16 million streams. Chavi also does spoken word poetry and is extremely passionate about it. Hi, Chavi. Welcome to my show. Hi, Vedant. I am so happy and excited to be on your podcast. And I've heard some of your podcasts and I absolutely enjoy listening to them. So thank you for having me. You're welcome. And I'm super happy that you like my podcasts. I feel this is going to be a great one. Me too. I'm very excited. And actually, this is my first, this is the first podcast that I'm ever going to be on. I'm really looking forward to it. Me too. So, Chavi, I am curious to know, what is spoken word poetry? Oh, that's an interesting question. So, spoken word poetry is actually any form of written poetry that is performed or spoken aloud to an audience. It can be uh, simple poems. It can be slam poetry. In a more uh, Indian context, it can be kavitas, it can be shairis. So uh, any poem which is basically performed is spoken word poetry. So like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star is also spoken word poetry? Absolutely. If tomorrow you have a recitation of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, it is spoken word poetry. Once it sort of leaves the book and you, you are performing it and you're saying it and speaking it aloud, it is spoken word poetry. So you are a songwriter. And a poet. I yes. thought that a song is a poem sung with music. What is the difference between the two? Absolutely. Your observation is right that when a poem uh, finds a melody, it becomes a song. So when poetry is strung uh, into a tune, it becomes music and it becomes a song. So that's the only difference that when you take words and it gets a tune, which, uh, you know, in music, it, it becomes a song. So that's the difference between a poem. And uh, so that's why like poets like, you know, uh, Sahir Ludhyan Vijay or Javed Akhtar Saab or Gulzar Saab in, in Indian cinema uh, are poets in their own right. And when it comes to music, they are called lyricists when they write a song. So lyrics are usually, it's a reference to poetry for a song. And when it's not a song, it's it's a poem or a poetry by itself. You're a lyricist too, right? Yes, yes. So I write uh, for my own songs and I also write for composers who are looking for lyricists to write their songs. You help out with composers writing their songs? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So I compose my own songs as well, where I'm writing and composing and producing my own music. But if some uh, a composer approaches me to write just the lyrics, then I do that too. What is a composer? So a composer uh, is someone who basically makes the tune of a song and decides the entire arrangement behind the song. Um, in the West, it's, uh, the composer actually is someone who 
uh, writes the whole music for say a song or a symphony deciding what the top or the lead line of a song is and then the arrangement that goes behind that main lead line which could be in terms of like a string section which has a violin cello viola and a double bass and what uh, if you need a piano behind it and what the piano would be playing and how in sync like how you have an orchestrator uh, so the composer would probably give the orchestrator what needs to be done with the orchestra so a composer basically designs the entire musicality of the song or a background score for a film that is how a composer is so a composer basically makes the music for a song and edits it out yes 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 so he's basically yeah the one who is uh, designing and creating the music and the lyricist is someone who comes in with the words to that tune movies have songs in it as yes. songs written after knowing the movie story or do you have a library of songs and you fit it in accordingly that's again a very very wise question um so uh, when you are making a song for a film it needs to follow the narrative of the film what the story of the film is and the songs need to fit in like the like a glove in the film so it's usually that a brief or uh, an idea is given by the filmmaker that i need a song for this situation and then according to that situation uh, the composer and the lyricist come together to write something that would be befitting for that part so it's usually done uh, you know for a specific brief having said that uh, most films to- are love stories so a lot of composers do have say for example a lot of romantic songs which sometimes fit into it can fit into more than you know one situation or more than one story so uh, at times it does happen that if a filmmaker asks i, I want a uh, say a song for a wedding sequence or a song where two people are falling in love you could have because it's a more generic theme we have more songs available to us we which we could have made and we uh, a composer would feel or a lyricist would feel that this could fit into that, that situation in that case then i would pull out songs from my library which i could play to them and see if they feel it's you know fits into the skin of the film if that's not the case then more often than not it is uh, created very specifically for the film because uh, also every film has a certain tonality a color or how the film looks or culturally where it belongs to so the music also needs to follow all those parameters is your library an e library where like on garage band or different softwares you have music stored or is it a regular library where you have cds and just plain played along with the movie in this day and age everything is become digital we don't have anything uh, in the physical format like we started off with cassettes it went to cds and now it's everything is on our computers and um, when we make a song like you uh, you know mention garage band i'm so happy that you know of a software which in the you know music world we call it the daw which is a digital audio workstation and garage band is you know one of the many doors that are available to um, music making uh, 
you know composers to make their music so yes we make our music on that and then we basically have um it's called in technical terms we say that we bounce that session and then we have like a file which can be an mp3 file or a wav file and we usually share that so it's it's like any song that you hear from on any dsp say on us or you know apple music or spotify uh so we have like a playlist like that which we can just share over an email or on soundcloud for uh them to hear and get back to us so yeah there is nothing no more in physical format say on a dvd that i need to send across which was initially the case english movies like sound of music and annie have songs in it that are related to the script but in many hindi movies the actors randomly break out to songs which mm-hmm. don't have anything to do with the movie why is it so that that is such a clever observation and uh, yes it does in hindi movies songs do stick out like a sore thumb more often than not i would just like to go back to the history of actually indian cinema uh, particularly for this question that we started off making films having a song and dance sequence in it it was in the format of the film that we had songs and dance so i think for the indian palate and for the consumers it was very natural for us to say that suddenly there's a song in between the movie and we were okay with it because from the beginning that is what was offered to us in that way so we were used to it with the globalization everywhere like and how we we got exposed to world cinema we had access to it we realized that movies movies get made also without songs and uh, i think that's very strange for um up to indian audiences that there is no song in a movie or people are not dancing randomly in between uh, and not necessarily always a song takes is taking the story ahead or is a part of the narrative in a way this also has uh, another aspect to it which is uh, the commercial aspect for uh, films or or for the industry because a lot of times a uh, a bad film can have great music a movie can flop but the music can do exceptionally well so in a way it's like you know uh, balancing that and not putting all your eggs in one basket so i think indian cinema also functions from there that the music may do well so let's also have songs but i see that you know in the recent years film makers are taking the risk and moving away from this format that we might we probably don't need this lip sync uh lip sync songs in films because it does suddenly is very jarring in the middle of a film and uh, i think like now it's more to do with uh like if we plug in say a dance song or a, or a wedding song you increase the longevity of a film because not everyone goes back to watching a film second the second time a third time but music yes it does stay on for a longer period of time and people go back to listen to it they play it at weddings so it's just a recall value to the film and i think that's a big reason for keeping songs in films though sometimes they they uh, they don't make sense so it, it is a very uh, clever observation i would say that 
So bad movies with good songs make yeah. the movies nice? No, absolutely not. It's like I said, there is economics behind that, that if it's basically if I can't, if the producer can't make money from the film, maybe there is a chance that they can make some movie from the music by selling the music or how the how much the music is being streamed. So uh, it's just a balancing the economics that let's also have, uh, you know, enough music in the film so that uh, in case the film doesn't do well, we still have the music to rely on. So, but definitely like a bad movie cannot be saved by good music. They, they sometimes work very independently in the business sense of it. I use GarageBand on my iPad to create little music. Like wow. I, for my podcast start and end. Is music for songs also created the same way? Wow, Vedan, first of all, like that, that's amazing that you're already working on a DAW, which is garage band, because um, like I started, I being in music from a very, very young age, I started at five and, uh, you know, we took to making music on computers so late in life. And uh, first of all, like congratulations that you are already on it and you've made the music for your own podcast. I think that is, that is, that is amazing in itself. And um, I, I did hear that, in fact, in, on one of the podcasts, I, I heard the music and it's so nice to know that you have done it yourself. I think being independent and, you know, doing everything from scratch is, is the way to go. So, uh, and now coming back to your question, yes, that's exactly how music is being made today. Earlier on, everything was analog. By analog, I mean physical instruments and uh, everything was done in real time. When music was being recorded, it was if there are 10 musicians involved, 10 instrumentalists involved, and there are two singers and there are there's a choir, they all had to sing together. And it was a one-take recording. Now, it has come to uh, what we call as a digital audio workstation where I can make music on my own computer like you are making on GarageBand. I, I use a software called Cubase. And there are a lot of other such softwares like Logic and like Fruity Loops, which are available to people who want to explore making music. We call it music production. And um, there is virtual studio technology, which we call VST. So I'll just tell you briefly what a VST is. Like um, you had different instrumentalists like I mentioned if I wanted to record say a flute or a sarangi or a violin I would have to call in a musician to record that into my studio but now the VSTs that is a virtual studio technology they have they have softwares where they've they've gotten a, a, a real artist to place play that instrument they sample it and then uh, it is available to me on the software that I sitting at home can load that software and from my keyboard, which is which is called the MIDI controller, M-I-D-I, MIDI controller, I can I can choose the patch that I want to say, I, I want a flute in a song. I can just choose that instrument and then play it on the keyboard and it's going to simulate the sound of the flute. So I don't necessarily need musicians to 
make an entire song entire songs are made today from virtual instruments which has its pros and cons definitely but yes that's how music is made today digitally what is the full form of midi or midi so midi is music musical instrument digital interface controller that's a midi musical instrument digital interface controller that sounds like a complicated word <laughs> Yes, it is. But it has really simplified the way we make music. Though I would say that we are losing the the touch, the humanizing uh, touch. Musicians were so sharp when they were giving that one take because it had to be perfect, and that synchronization of everything coming together was added so much beauty to the final product. That's why when you listen to Uh, retro music and old music there is uh, a very beautiful harmony in all the layers i've listened to many old hindi songs the music comes out so well yes yes if i can ask you what is your favorite song or who's your favorite singer from the yester years my favorite singer is mohammad rafi and kishore kumar oh wow Wow, you've heard their music! I'm so surprised. Of course, I've heard the music. You you surprise me pleasantly at the every given moment, Vedant. Okay, let me move on to the next question. Yes. Of all the things that you do, what do you like the most? That is a tough one. I can't choose. I would say, like, from writing or composing to music production. or performing i think they all um, satiate or satisfy a very different creative side but definitely there's a lot of thrill in performing your own music to an audience uh, because being on stage and getting their feedback almost instantaneously is very reassuring it's very uh, it's very exciting to see what your music does to the listeners so uh, I, i and also it's the culmination of you know whatever you've been working on or putting together so um, i guess performing on stage would be the most favorite part of all of it i agree i've performed on the stage many times but only in wow. front of people i know how lovely what did you sing so the first time i sang barbateko yeah and, and the second time i sang um pyar deewana hota hai Oh, I love that song. What is your favorite song? Can you sing a little of it for me? <laughs> sure, it's very tough to pick a favorite song, but um, let me. Uh, can I sing a song that I recently released? Sure, my own song. Okay, so just a little, just two lines about the song before I start singing the song. It the song is called Jag, and uh, Jag is. and i actually started i had uh, jag was a spoken word poetry i had no intention of making converting it into a song it just happened but basically it urges people to really chase their dreams and to not let anyone come in the way of them and jeopardize them and to give their dreams one real chance to do uh, you know to basically uh, go after them thoda 
खुद को जान थोड़ा सा पहचान रे आरज़ू है क्या दिल की बना यारा इतना तू बेईमान रे खोजे अपने अंदर तो अपने आप को पहली न रह जाए अपने आप को जो भागे सवालों से पूछ अपने आप को दौड़ा जवाबों के अपने आप को जाग 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 बंदिया जाग रे 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 हर सुबह तू उठता है किसी सुबह तू जाग भी लपेट के उसूलों को निकल पड़ा तू आज भी जमीर साफ करता कभी ओढ़ अपने दाग भी इरादे पाक हूँ तो कर ले करना है जो आज ही दौड़ क्यों लगाता है कहीं तो थम भी जा कभी रुक के खुद से पूछ ले क्यों भागे इस राह पे अंधाधुन चला तो किस चीज की तलाश में थोड़ा तो खुद को जान थोड़ा सा थोड़ा सा पहचान क्या आरज है दिल की बनना इतना बेईमान Amazing! I listened to the full song um, when I was doing my research. It was amazing. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Vedan. Thank you. Did you always want to be a singer? How did you train to be one? Ah, uh, so um, I started learning uh, when I was, you know, around four and a half, five, uh, along with my sister Pragya. and she's my older sister and we we got initiated into music by my parents they are uh, very big music lovers and my grandfather in fact uh, used to very naturally sing uh, indian classical music play a bunch of instruments and he was very very keen that we take some formal training in music and that's how we got initiated into music and our formal training started uh and over the years i am so lucky uh, that we naturally sort of fell in love with music and uh, pursued it and it almost um, was you know never a choice that we had to make that what we would want to do uh in our lives or what career option we would choose because it invariably was always that yes we want to be singers but having said that the initial years of many years actually i think uh, because at that age when you are 4 5 6 for any child your attention span is is so little and uh, it's not uh, easy to make choices so at, at that time i think it was really uh, our parents who um, um were very particular that we learn music we practice music we listen to a lot of music and i think uh, then just the art form took its own course that we really um started enjoying it and luckily for uh, us uh, like i'm from hyderabad and uh, we had a very uh, good circle of so there was actually we were a part of this academy called the little musicians academy which is uh, still run by uh, ramachari sir and we were um, we were so many singers uh, child artists in that academy and along with them we 
recorded a lot of uh, children albums we toured a lot and we performed uh pragan me have also performed a lot with the uh, rangan uncle who of course he also know really well we are such close family friends who is a brilliant singer so i think we got um a brilliant environment and ecosystem to for our music to flourish to perform simultaneously because i think for a child that is uh, so encouraging that what you are learning you are performing and you're seeing uh, how that's translating so it was a very natural progression for me to choose singing as a profession because of rangan uncle i was inspired to sing at sukun absolutely i can totally imagine i think that and that's that is somewhere our story too um you know uh, even for you i'm sure because you know listening to uh, music at that age from someone that you know you are close to your meeting so often it almost becomes like this is a way of life it it is introduced in such an organic manner that uh you take to it more easily what are your hobbies ah uh, my hobbies apart from uh, uh making music would be i love to cook so i really enjoy cooking i enjoy writing and reading even like apart from you know my work and uh I have a great friend circle. I like to meet them, and we go on, uh, you know, treks, dancing to an extent. So these are my hobbies. But I'm also lucky that uh, what I'm doing professionally is my biggest hobby. So actually, finding time from that becomes difficult because you are either writing or I'm composing something or I'm arranging something that I have composed. I like reading, listening to music. sometimes singing and also i've been cooking lately really what have you cooked what is the last thing you cooked i made a few sandwiches for my parents oh wow thank you so much for coming on my show thank you so much vedant this has been a pleasure and so um, i'm so happy to be on curious vedant and uh, I'm happy that my name is going to get added to your podcast list. Thank you so much Vidhan. Thank you for having me. Dear listeners, follow my Facebook page Curious Vidhan to get updates on my upcoming episodes. To listen at least on your phone and get notified about future episodes. Subscribe by searching for Curious Vidhan wherever you get your podcast. such as apple podcast spotify stitcher google podcasts and many more you can also listen to my show on curiousvedant.com thank you for listening to curious vedant and don't forget to rate and leave comments